0: Hello there and welcome to another Cricket Scotland podcast, I'm Jake Perry. In this edition we'll be looking both to the future and at the past, back over 2019 in the company of Carl Kutzer, Catherine Bryce, Shane Berger and Grant Morgan, and forward through the recent fortunes of the newest generation of Scotland's international talent. And it's there that we'll start. Scotland's under-19 squad has just returned from South Africa, where they secured 12th place in the ICC under-19 World Cup. I caught up with my colleague Gary Heatley, a busy man this week as he donned his rugby hat to report on the Calcutta Cup at Murrayfield, to chat through the ups and downs of Scotland's tournament. And I began by asking him how he felt the camp might be feeling after their South African experience. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think they'll have um, you know mixed mixed feelings. I mean, uh, you know, they went in there feeling feeling good, in a good place, you know. Cedric English and Gordon Roman felt squad were kind of ready, ready to go for the tournament. I mean, it'll it'll be a great experience for them. I guess bad thing, bad thing first. A lot of taught, taught a lot of these bands, but a lot, you know a lot about what they're going to face in the coming years. I think you know they showed great great qualities to to beat the UAE, and I think they'll you know that performance. I guess that'll be the one they'll they'll review and look back on. But you know, I think it's sport you take a lot as well from the, the tougher days. And I think you know as young guys they'll they'll come back and look at those losses and, and realise that you know down the line in the future when they hopefully play for the, the full team, that those days were helped them. I mean, they, they might not feel that now, but I think that, you know that's the way sport is. And it just exposes you to that level that you've maybe not been, been used to. So I think it'll you know they'll now be coming back, probably getting a rest and then back into club stuff and regional things. And you know they'll they'll want to stay at the level they're at and push on really now. That
2: they'll be seen as sort of senior players now rather than, than
0: juniors coming through. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't agree more, and, and we'll obviously chat about the UAE game in particular in, in a little while. So, I mean, looking looking back on the detail of the of the competition, starting with the group stages, of course, in there with Pakistan and Bangladesh, who in fact just today have been confirmed as, as, as finalists, and, uh, and Zimbabwe, a bit of a baptism of fire, you could say Pakistan first up, batting first bowled out for 75 really in the face of some I mean really excellent pace bowling that was a feature of, of many of the games in fact had Pakistan 4 for 2 uh, in the second over but it was chased down in the end quite comfortably uh, for a 7 wicket defeat first up
1: Yeah I mean as you say you know, I think the pace <coughs> the attack of Pakistan as much as you can you can train for it and, and uh, you know know what's coming until you're facing that kind of bowling on presumably those kind of decks in South Africa you'll you know, you really have to, yeah, you know, just just get used to it. So yeah, you know, if you asked about first in that game, seventy five would have been, you know, the guys would have been feeling, you know, pretty down about it. But yeah, as you said, take a couple of quick hits and response. And you know, I'm, I'm sure after that first game, the coaches would have been saying to you know, it's it's a learning curve and it's uh, you know, it just shows us the kind of countries we well want to face. But the fact is that we're here and we deserve to be here. So yeah, I'd imagine you know the guys would have been slightly quiet after that game, but I think the the coach, when they kept their
0: kept their heads up because it was you know, it was always going to be tough a tough opener. Yeah, it, it kind of showed the um, the value of left arm pace as well. Uh, to hear Hussein, who took three for twenty three in the end, but he accounted for both openers within the first four balls of the match, and I, I don't think kind of Scotland had a chance to really recover from from that. So he and Mohammed Wazim, who's the right arm pacer who took a 5 for in the end, really yeah, nice. really did the damage. It was it was kind of a similar story against Bangladesh, um, eighty nine all out again after after batting first uh, ended in another seven wicket defeat despite three for twenty seven for from uh, Sean Fisher Keo, um, but again it was seemed to be that combination of left and right arm pace. Uh, this time it was Shafal Islam and Tanzim Hasim Shaqib uh, at the top of the innings who again didn't really let Scotland get going. Yeah, and I
1: think you make a very good point. I mean, it's just that. <clears throat> It's the variety of these teams attacks you know they've got the seamers they've got the left arm seamers they've got then the spin you know and as i've always said you know as much as the game's shorting down 50 overs is still a long long time you know and they've got all these different options and i think that's something that the guys just won't have perhaps faced you know in junior cricket or even in club cricket they might face quite similar attacks at times um you know and then again until you until you're out there facing it you uh, you just can't, you can't sort of replicate that in training. So, you know, again, yeah, you say eight today, all out, another, another tough one. I think user shocking and dug in for for twenty eight, and uh, yeah, you know, it's just, uh, I think it's just the variety that these teams are bringing to the party, and also, as you touched on, the Bangladesh now, now reaching the final, which is just coming up. You know, there are real, a real nation that's really pushing on it, all levels of the game.
0: Yeah, most most definitely, and then we got to the final group match, of course, against uh, Zimbabwe. Better total, Scotland one hundred and forty. Thanks, in large part to uh, Kester Jad, who's uh, who, who's sixty eight, uh, was the first kind of, I suppose, major innings that uh, that that Scotland managed to to contribute. But it, again, it was chased well inside twenty overs for the loss of only two wickets. Zimbabwe um, were a very good team when they when they met Scotland again later in the tournament. They showed just how uh, just how classy they are.
1: Yes, no, absolutely, as you say, and um, yeah, for, for, for Kessajad to hit sixty eight off <clears throat> seventy one balls, you know, in the middle order that was that was really some some innings because given the way the first two games had gone, you know, the, the team could have again not got three figures, but yeah, the way he batted was shows that he's someone to, to really watch watch out for the future. And, uh, and yeah, as you mentioned about Zimbabwe, I mean I think the opener Maramani, had a superb, superb innings in that game to nullify the run chase and make sure that it was a comfortable victory for them in the end. And yeah, I think it was you know, again <clears throat> another tough another tough day in the office but it would have been interesting to just see how what the coaches were saying to the guys after the post stages because you know young young players it's so so hard to go to G shell or think we don't deserve to be here but you know, they were part of this tournament they have qualified and this is the kind of experiences they wanted. So yeah, hopefully they they kind of um, they kept learning as they as they went along those three games.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, the Under-19 World Cup, of course, is so much about that, isn't it? The first taste of real international competition on a stage like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, everyone says as you go up to different levels, whether that's from junior to club to, you know, age grade and then into the full international team. But, uh, you know, there's just no, no gimmies, no free balls, no, you know, there's just no time to settle. You know, you, everyone says your errors get kind of... Um, Magnified the higher you go, up, and I'm sure the guys, the guys realised that. But having like said that, there's a lot of 17, 16, 17, 18 year olds in that group, so you know they'll, they'll all come back and, and be working on individual things, and that can only, only be good for, for Scots cricket going forward.
0: Now for sure. And so after that uh, fairly torrid time in the uh, in the group matches against those three full members onto the plate, and uh, at last something to celebrate up against the UAE first of all, and a victory on the board.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, the way they the way they batted in that game to, to chase to say in that total was uh, was superb. to you know, for one, they weren't they were they were chasing, not setting for once. But yeah, I guess the bowlers take a lot of a lot of credit for the way they the way they bowled. I think there was um, you know five of them five of them took wickets, and again, maybe that showing the, the sort of variety that Scotland had their attack, and the guys were actually getting a proper chance to bowl proper spells because they. They had the 50 overs to, to play with, so you know Danny Cairns obviously finished up with four wickets, and you know I say four others took, took wickets, but yeah, just the whole attack and I think the, the sort of the fielding and everything was just for them to get a chance to be doing that at first was great, and uh, and then yeah, and, and the response, the batsmen really, you know, took the took the game I mean, you know loser shot opening up 71, was obviously helpful, but then McIntosh, Tom McIntosh with a 50 and. Then Jasper Davidson and Captain Angus Guy seen it, seen it at home. So, you know, everyone really chipped in and there must have been a a real buzz in that chain room after that, after that game. I think we we saw them singing over Scotland on social media. And, you know, when you've had three tough, tough, tough group games to, to go out and do that, it shows the character of these, these young lads.
0: Yeah, it was a really, really pleasing win on, on a lot of levels. I mean, the UAE are an excellent side. I mean, three of the players who lined up against Scotland played for... The UAE full international side in their win against uh, Scotland in Cricket World Cup League Two last last December. So you know these these are no inexperienced uh, young lads here. This uh, this is a really really good side with some real talent within it. And it, but it was just you know as you say it was the manner in which which Scotland got the win. Um, you know two four nine, bowled them out for that. It's a decent total still, but the way that it was chased. You know, with the confidence, as you say, with with as the, is there at the top of the top of the innings with 71, and Tom McIntosh and so on, more than five overs to spare for a seven wicket win. That's uh, that's a good that's a good victory.
1: Yeah, I know. I didn't mention there, you know, Ben Davidson, the other opener, obviously third six probably got run out, but you know him and um, who's there put on 90 for the first wicket in 14 overs, and that's just mm-hmm. for any team in 50 over cricket. You know, that's just a, a brilliant platform and. uh, yeah, just great to see so many guys chipping in, and it must have just given the group such such belief that you know this is this is what they can do. And as you say, to playing against guys who played full international cricket it shows them that they're not a million miles away from from that, I and mean, that they can push on for sort of Scotland the uh, development Scotland A and things in the next in the next year. There's no reason why not.
0: Certainly, and then of course the the plate semi-final uh, with uh, I mean the possible permutations with England playing Zimbabwe as well it could have been a, a Scotland England which was a tantalising prospect wasn't it but uh, but in the end not to be unfortunately a 97 run uh, loss on Duckworth Lewis to Sri Lanka and then the buggy team Zimbabwe uh, were pretty rampant again in the 11th place playoff so so Scotland settled in for 12th in the end but some really good performances, some some fine performances. For me, Isair Shah stood out as the as the man of the tournament for Scotland. You know, batting at five in the warm ups and in the in the group stages, but after being promoted to to open, really never never looked back.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, and as you say, that takes a you know obviously we a lot of discussions with the coaches and things but to to move up to open in a in a big tournament like that and, and really take take ownership and take kind of a leadership role, I guess. Is, Sure, a lot about his character, and uh, you know, obviously that UE game was the what a big highlight. But I think, generally, the whole the whole squad and the guys that came, even you know, young Lyle Robertson came in as a late as a late replacement mm-hmm. for the uh, Duranus Champion. who got injured, and you know, to come in and play some some cricket for him, and he's still still very young for for the under nineteen age group. So you know, I think as a, as a group, you know, guys will just have so much so much sort of review, review to now work on things to work and come back with a real kind of buzz after a break and for them all to have played in conditions that they wouldn't really have, you know, been used to and playing some great grounds in South Africa, I think, you know yeah, they would have wanted to, to win more games, you always do. But I think they when they reflect on it in time they'll realise that it's what a great experience. I mean the number of cricketers you speak to in the last sort of decade who've who always go back to their under 19s experience and how that really helped shape them as a cricketer, whether it was to, to push on with their you know, certain aspects of their game and their fitness or their mindset and, you know, I'm sure these young guys will will now come back and set their own goals and take that forward.
0: And so, we've got 12 full members of the ICC, Scotland finished 12th, and that's now the 8th Under-19 World Cup that Scotland have qualified for, exactly the same as, as Ireland. What do you think all of that says about the place of Scottish cricket in the wider context of the World Game?
1: I think it shows that we deserve to be, deserve to be in the tournament. and you know, we've seen it with the the women's, you know, senior team recently. You need you need exposure to these and the men's team. You need exposure more regularly to these kind of games. You know, it's great to have this tournament and great to play these these games. As I say the guys will bring a lot back from that, but there needs to be you know more games spread out spread out the year because if you're if you're going back and playing a lesser level, then it doesn't help you. So hopefully, you know, I don't know how the certain age-grade calendar works, and I'm sure there's people working very hard to get fixtures and things, but you know, these guys that do playing at a high level um, regularly over the summer that's coming up, and you know, I know a lot of them have already been exposed to the regional series and things, and, and that seems to have been great for them, so hopefully they're all back into that environment. I'm sure they've all got kind of um, mentors or, or buddies, if you like, from the senior squad who kind of um, help them through, so yeah, I think it's uh, we've got some great young yeah, cricketers, it's just coming back from this tournament, how do you then take them to the next level not you know guys will be going off to university it's it's keeping that kind of uh pathway for them if you like so that we don't lose lose guys or guys don't sort of disappear because you know they're still young and they're still lot developing guys can flourish a lot later so yeah as I say I think they've just got to try and get as much good level cricket under the belt as they can in the rest of 2020 and, and really you know, set their own individual goals from where they are from this tournament to realise what they can achieve and that they are still young and that they've got a lot of, a lot of growth and learning, learning
0: to come. Gary Heatley. And since our conversation in midweek, of course, Bangladesh have been confirmed as winners of the ICC Under-19 World Cup. Many congratulations to them. Last weekend saw cricketers from across the country converge on the Village Hotel in Edinburgh for the Cricket Scotland Award Ceremony. The annual dinner gave an opportunity to celebrate some magnificent achievements, from the often unsung heroes whose work enables local cricket to flourish, to those at the highest level of the international game. On what was another thoroughly memorable night, I caught a word with national captains Carl Kutzer and Catherine Bryce, as well as the two at the top of the men's coaching team, head coach Shane Berger and his assistant Grant Morgan, to look back on the year gone by. So I'm joined by Scotland men's captain Carl Kutzer, Carl Kutzer MBE, I should say. And um, first of all, many congratulations on uh, on that award and, and your trip to the palace just uh, this week. So how was uh, how was that experience?
2: Fantastic experience. Able to I was able to share it with my uh, with my wife and, and and my parents. So it was really nice. We we exchanged uh, babysitting duties for it to try and help. Uh, you know, one one mother the mother-in-law was in to help. Do some babysitting, and now we're up at the Scotland Awards dinner. So, um, yeah. So there was a bit, a few deals brokered in, in the last <laughs> couple of days. But um, I guess, I guess overall, the the special thing about the award uh well, receiving the receiving the fact that there's been a whole lot of people that have played their part in in uh, where I am today, and uh, there's been a, a lot of a lot of coaches starting all the way back from Ron Fleming back in the days when I was playing it. Uh, in Veruri Cricket Club and then um, all the way through um, Stonywood dice Aberdeenshire um to where where we sort where i 'm currently sitting today um there 's been a lot of people at, at cricket Scotland and and you know too many to name to be honest um, but you know i 've got to be thankful of a lot of things um, you know especially my 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 uh, my wife and my uh, um, kids and and um, my parents as well, who used to ferry me up and down from Aberdeen for an evening session on, a, I don't know, probably a midweek evening session at MES, so, you know, look, there's a lot, of,
0: uh, a lot of thanks owed to a lot of people in there, so I'm very lucky. And awards on awards, uh, just looking at last year, uh, which has ended with you being awarded the ICC Associate Cricketer of the Year um, as well, look, look back on the last year for us, how, how has that been?
2: It's it's been a challenging year in 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 many ways. I I feel like we, as a team, um, we played have played some outstanding cricket over over a number of years now, and um, I think we were searching for that at times this year. Um, I, I, on a personal note, uh, I never quite felt that I was. Playing as well as I would have liked to have done, so the fact that I still managed to get some decent numbers behind my name um, is is something really, really positive. Um, You know, being being able to being able to score some score some runs and and uh, feel that there's still more left in the tank is a a very special special thing. So, um, I'm you know I'm, I'm. over the moon to have achieved that, <laughs> that award. And you know, something else very special to me is I think that Callum McLeod had the, the award last year. Mm. I've been lucky to get it this year. If we could get it three years in a row for, from another Scottish player, that would be uh, something pretty substantial, I think, as a, as a cricket nation. So let, let's fingers crossed, our boys are all pushing the boundaries at the moment. And, and uh, I think it's certainly something
0: within our reach. Scotland women captain Catherine Bryce, Catherine, winner of batter of the year and of course players player of the year as well. Tell me about your year.
3: Yeah, it's been yeah, it's been a great year. Um, there's been a few ups and downs, but um, it's always great to have these awards and kind of look back over some of the good times as well. Because I think sometimes you just kind of remember um, the negative things and the games that you lost and stuff like that. So like uh, like Steve said. Um, one ten out of fifteen of our T Twenty ODIs, T Twenty T Twenty internationals. Honestly, <laughs> like, mix them together. T um, Twenty internationals, um, which is a great platform for us, uh, um, and we've got a good year this year to kind of build on that and build a platform going into some big um, competitions next year, and hopefully uh, push towards getting into the Commonwealth, Commonwealth Games in twenty twenty two.
0: And from a personal point of view, I mean, the real the real rock of the side, particularly in the in the World Cup qualifiers.
3: Yeah, it's always good to um, put in good performances, especially as captain. That's kind of how I want to lead um, the team is by leading from the front and bowling well, fielding well, um, and scoring runs as well. Um, So it's great like oh yeah it's great to be able to to put in those performances for the team
0: and since we last spoke you're now officially a trent rocket yes. uh, ready for the hundred the ecb's new competition launching in the uh, in the summer of course yeah. how, how are you feeling about that
3: yeah really excited for that to get started um, it's a big competition it's kind of been hyped up a lot and um, a lot's been going on in the media about it so just kind of ready for it to get going and for the summer to come along uh, it'll be a big a new adventure no one really knows how to play the format, um, and it'll be a bit of trial and error, uh, really going into that. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be exciting somewhere.
0: Thanks very much, Kathleen.
3: Perfect. Thank you.
0: And I'm joined by men's assistant coach Grant Morgan. How are you? Uh, how are you finding your new role? Yeah, actually, on Sunday it'll be five months.
4: Um, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, having left South Africa, you know, left quite a quite a challenging job in South Africa with the Dolphins. Um, it was uh, when Shane gave me the phone call. I didn't really have any hesitation because um, I'd worked with Shane for many years in, in our in our time together in cricket and um, you know just funny how things work um, through our lives together in, in, in cricket which is quite a, a long history between Shane and myself we always used to have this pipe dream about taking an international side and working together with it either way whether I was the head coach or he became one day and um, you know now that we are I just can't believe the the privilege that 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 we have to be able to to see the world through through cricket to to work with a country like scotland with the the ability they have to grow and and to see all these wonderful young cricketing nations that you may not have thought were on the forefront and see the talent that's available um and then still obviously have the ability to to touch swords with the top sides in the world and knock them over um, it's just so much challenge and opportunity. It's 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 been great so far. It hasn't all worked out perfectly, but then again, um, we took over a, a side that was doing really well, and often that is the most challenging aspect, is when you take over something that's been working and then a side that on their timeline is maybe starting to face a couple of challenges to keep things going, but it's been great. Yeah.
0: And, it, and it's really obvious just watching... Watching the way that the two of you interact, as you were saying, just the rapport that exists between between you and Shane, and, and how do you uh, how do you see that developing as uh, as as it moves on?
4: Yeah, you know, obviously for it is a bit tougher that uh, I came in later. You know, Shane started on his own, and then a bit tougher for the team and for me to come in later and have to have kind of like the pass over period uh, initially Bales was with us and then obviously he fell into another role and there was a Passover over period at the T20 World Cup but I mean with Shane and I it's, it's pretty simple you know um, I used to be Shane's coach when he was younger and as life went on we became a coaching unit even when he still played and then he became an assistant to me and um, even while he was playing so it's seamless one thing we want to allow with each other is for anyone to get off lightly so there are massive discussions at home. I mean, we're still staying together here because there's so many tours when I first came here that I haven't really had a, t- a chance to look for my own place. And we won't do so until at least after the World Cup this coming year, because there's just so many tours. So you can imagine the type of chats that go on and the challenges. We won't let each other off either way. And I think that's that's great for, the, for, for us and for the team because There's a lot of honesty there's a lot of um effort i mean we do everything with a team we run with them we do everything with them and um oh we must keep challenging one another so that we're not perceived to be each other's comfort zone and i don't think the players hopefully don't perceive that so we we harder on each other than, than than anyone else so i think that's exciting
0: Shane it doesn't seem like a a year since you were being introduced to the Scottish cricketing public—that's a, a year that seems to have flown by. Well,
5: they we always say you know time flies when you're having fun, I suppose, <laughs> and uh, it has been a very, a very fun year, a very um, you know very up and down year, very at times stressful. But I must admit, at, at most times it's been exhilarating. It's been uh, filled with some really great memories, um, filled with some uh, some really good and bad memories, I suppose. Um, but we've we've had a it's been a terrific year for me to get into Scottish cricket to to meet a whole new bunch of people to work with a whole new set of players to work with a whole new set of staff members you know understand what the organisation's all about and get a, get a clear idea of where we want to go to in the future you know and how do we all piece it together so that's that's been a, a great journey for me in 2019 but. I'm really excited about 2020, I think uh, now that I have a clear understanding of, of what has worked, what hasn't worked, you know, um, it's it's, it's going to be an exciting year, we've got a lot of cricket ahead of us, uh, we have, uh, you know, a big scope in terms of New Zealand and Australia coming in the summer and, and we've set some high high targets in terms of what we want to achieve out the year and um, and the players, the players have been superb, they've, they've committed brilliantly in training in our pre-season so far and we... We really have um, have done some great things over the last few months. I, I really feel we we on we on the correct road um, to to success in 2020.
0: What for you have been the the big highlight of the of the past year? Has there been one or, or, or a number of them?
5: I think there's been a few. You know, highlights for me was was our was our, our initial our summer internationals against Afghanistan and Sri Lanka. You know, coming out and playing against um, two very strong teams. Unfortunately, the weather didn't quite play its part, but. Um, you know that that narrow loss to Afghanistan was a bitter, bitter pill to swallow because we had we had our opportunities in that game to to win that game and, and we all know if we if we got across the line in that game we would have you know ticked that extra box of full membership having beaten another full member. Um, however, it wasn't to be, and I'm a I'm a big believer in things happening for a reason. You know, the cricketing gods that day just. They wanted us to go, we, we've got to go out and do it the hard way. You know, we've got to go out this year and, and achieve something we, we maybe haven't done previously. We've got to go win two out of the three Summer Internationals and that's a that's a great goal and, and something we're looking forward to achieving. So um, that, that was really good. You know, the Summer Internationals was a highlight. I suppose qualifying for the T twenty World Cup was another highlight. Um, you know, to our own admittance not probably the way we would have liked to have done it. You know, we we set our sights on on ending um, on t- you know, winning that tournament, and unfortunately we couldn't do that. And the Netherlands were superb. And teams like PNG were really well prepared and, and played the sort of cricket that, that suited them in, in those conditions. And we would have learned a hell of a lot from that. I think we took a hell of a lot away from that. Um, and I think we, we're probably better for it now. You know, I think we're now in a place where we we understand the sort of downfalls that we've had, and, and we've really worked hard on those things. And and we, we 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 have, and we never will forget what really makes us a good team. You know, we. We've got some exciting players, you know, to the likes of George Munsey. who got some a lot of awards this evening, and our captain Kyle who keeps keeps surprising himself. He says, you know, every single every single year, and at the bright old age of 35 now, keeps achieving more and more. and And we've got some exciting young talent coming through, you know, in Mark Watt and, and various others. So, um, so it's, it's it's been an incredible incredible year and a lot of highlights throughout the year.
0: And in the form of fit world cup league 2 something that's been lacking in a number of years which is a regular Diet of, of fixtures, which was always the missing ingredient that the, that the team was really needing to, to to be able to have the facility to get to that next level, it
5: gives us a lot of you know as you just mentioned a lot of uh, fixtures to to not only you know see what the guys are about but to also play in different conditions. You know, we 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 head off to the States in, in April. I'm not sure many of the guys would have gone and played cricket in the United States, and um, that's going to be another learning curve for us going over there and playing against a USA team that's. That's playing really good cricket at the moment, playing against an, a UAE team, a, an emergent UAE team that has a few new faces and some young players who are hungry to hungry for success. So, um, so that'll be good. And then we go to Namibia, and I'm sure many of the guys they have played in Namibia previously, but it's a, it's a very different place to go and play. You know, again, different conditions. So, um, for me, it's 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 about learning to play all over the world on a consistent basis. It gives us the opportunity to train properly for for all these games that we have coming up and, uh, and it also allows us to maybe at times see who some of the younger players are coming through and, and you know maybe maybe give one or two other guys a rest when required but um, I'd, rather, I'd rather be playing too much cricket than not enough cricket.
0: Shane Berger there looking forward to what is sure to be another memorable year of Scottish cricket and with those nights that little bit shorter well there isn't too long to wait now. Until the next time, from me, Jake Perry, goodbye and thanks once again for listening.